Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Dan, I know you want to be Mr. Mexico, but no, no. Old tight. Javi Mayakova Hovland is now known as Mr. Mexico. Abe Answer and Carlos Ortiz have got to be chomping at the bit, letting Victor Hovland, Victor Hovland, take over the reign as the new prince south of the border. What do you think? Could we have, like, are we seeing the the guy that's going to win the most anywhere ever? <laughs> <laughs> Can you win this thing like 20 times? <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be uh, 67, 65, 62 on Saturday. And then he bookends it with another 67 on Sunday. Um, I th- I mean, I know who my one and done is for next year at the Mayakoba Classic. Gosh. <laughs> Regardless of the sponsor, I know exactly where I'm going to go. Uh, mm. I'm going straight back to him, man. My goodness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good, uh, good, good showing by Javi. Uh, you played him in a few lineups. Uh, did uh, did win uh, win a little money uh, outright. Uh, DraftKings picks did. Uh, I came out in the black on that one. So all around positive weekend uh, for Team Cal uh, Birdies and Bourbon. I, I don't know how did how did Team Dan go about it. I, I did good. Number one, I came out ahead on the one and done this last week, and I oh. won money. I won money in DK. So there you go. Yeah, you're you're Billy Horschel. He we we both got to a strong. Start. I was like, "Good gosh, we're gonna do great this week." And then, ah. I, I know you. You send me a message, and it's like, "Oh, look at look at where the wise man sits." And I'm looking, and I'm like, "Well, shit, look at where Billy Ho's sitting." I mean, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good going into the weekend, and then uh, wah wah wah. Yeah, Billy Dan, just Dan called up Cal on Thursday. Up. Said, "Hey, I chose wisely." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you did. That you did. Yeah. So so hold on. Before we get too far down downstream here. So, so Victor Hovland, uh, he's out there. Was it Danny Lee? Is that who's, uh, I, I forget who's dry, who's, uh, um, uh, whose shaft he borrowed. Cause he broke the shaft. Yeah. 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 yeah he, he broke his, uh, he broke his driver shaft. So he's like, Hey, let me see that when he gets it. And I think it would, maybe it said it was a couple inches shorter, kind of like me standing next to you, you know, just a couple inches shorter, yeah. but, um, uh, so he goes in, he gets it, and man, he just blistering fairways out there. And you know, I don't know. Fortunately or unfortunately, there's no strokes gain data uh, for uh, for the Mayakoba Classic. But uh, I guess when you uh, you know four over the field, four strokes over the field at 23 under, it didn't need it. And I'm wondering, is he uh, is he replacing that driver? Is he just going to uh, keep it status quo, man? I I, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you know, athletes. I don't know. I wonder if uh, we need to we need to ask next time we have uh, have a player on. So you know whether it's Hudson or Wyndham uh, or Michael, whoever it is, whoever it is, uh, we need to figure out what's are, are golfers superstitious like. I mean, when I think of sports and superstition, I immediately I immediately think a crash. 
uh, you know, I mean, I think of baseball, right. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, that, that's kind of the epitome of, mm-hmm. of the superstition as it relates to an athlete. I yeah. don't know what the superstition is like for a golfer. I know they keep a ball marker or something like that, but I don't know if it gets to that degree, but I mean, after you win, I mean, how do you take it out of the bag? I mean, look at, I don't, Henrik Stenson's probably a bad guy to bring up. I mean, he, well, I shouldn't say that Henrik's that major champion, let, 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 let strike that from the record, Dan, strike it from the record, but look at, look at Henrik. I mean, he's been playing that old Callaway. Diablo strong three wood. I mean, for years and he's tried to replace it and he just, you know, to say something just doesn't feel right. And boy, did this feel right for hobby. This is not the first time this has happened on tour this year. Like we had DJ that uh, didn't have a three wood, he didn't have a driver or a three wood or some, whatever it was like a couple of weeks ago. And, and he had to, Go out, like get out of the press tent. And he want to. You guys are holding me up. I want to go see what they got me or whatever. These guys, they don't have room for a backup or spare. I mean, I would think that they're. You know, hey, hey, business opportunity, loaner program, a loaner program for the PGA Tour. Uh, (laughs) Brought to you by Birdies and Bourbon. Here you go. Birdies and Bourbon LLC, loaner program in progress. Get the attorney on the line. Here we go. Uh, Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, let's see who else, uh, who else kind of surprised you? Oh, Oh, hold on. You may not hear this the rest of the season, Dan, but you called it, Mm. you called it. Somebody showed up Thursday and Friday and spent the rest of the time in old Mexico eating grapes on La Playa. I told you, same Uh, thing happened last year. You're not going to get me twice. (laughs) No, gosh. Yeah. You cannot trust that guy down there. He just, he wants the free bacon. Now he might be, now this week, I think he actually, cause I mean, he's not going to be going to Houston to hang out. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Don't know what the weather's going to be like. Uh, It's definitely going to not going to be the, uh, it's not going to be the weather they had down there. Lounged up at the resort. Resort. So, yeah. uh, let's see who else, uh, who else had a good show? JT came uh, on. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Sunday he faltered. Uh, I mean, I shot a 69. He shot a hell of a lot better than I did on Sunday, but I don't want to say he faltered, but, uh, you know, the, the Friday and Saturday for, him, uh, yeah, 65 and a 64 and, you know, getting got off to a kind of a slow start in a 68. I mean, that's a slow for, for his skill set. For mine and your skill set, Dan, I mean, that would have been a great front nine for you, a 68. I don't, I don't know about 100%. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I don't know. Good things to come from uh, JT. I mean, maybe Bones on the Bag is going to, yeah. uh, is going to give a little injection of life. Not that it, we were missing anything, but I think when major, when the majors start to roll around, I think probably that's where we're going to see the biggest benefit. Scotty Scheffler, uh, mm-hmm. look, looking good to another Texas guy heading back to Texas. Texas this week. And you know who I really thought after firing that 61 on Thursday, Hmm. Matt Wolf, I said, man, we got something here. And then holy shit, Saturday rolls around and uh, maybe, maybe one too many margaritas by the pool uh, Friday night. I don't know, but Hey, he comes back in on Sunday and fires off a 65, which is, um, I mean, hell of a recovery. Hell of a recovery for a finished T5 for Matt Wolf. Yeah. Uh, who else? Abe Answer, 15 under for T7. I don't know if anybody else uh, that we usually. Uh, oh, <clears throat> hold on. Hold on. Bucky was down there, wasn't he? he uh, he's at T40. Yeah. Okay. T40. So he should. He actually, I think he looked pretty good on Thursday and Friday. I could be completely wrong. He was, uh, he was toying with that cut line for a while. Uh, he, yeah, he absolutely was. 
Uh, yeah. So, so Friday kind of got him at a 72. Uh, yeah. Shoots a 66 on Thursday. So a little spark of life in there. Had me kind of second guessing my choices until Billy Ho came in. So and he is now 79th in the world on the yeah, OWGR. So he's getting, getting back in there, right? Didn't, yeah. Didn't take him long. Didn't take him long. Hudson Swafford, uh, he, uh, shot a triple 68 for the tournament, finished at T33. So, uh, solid showing from from Huds down there. Yep. Uh, yeah, all in all, fun tournament. Hey, what what we got to do, Dan? Mm. Is we got to get we got to get ourselves uh, some media passes mm. for Mayakoba twenty twenty three. That's where we got to be doing. I mean, that is that's like perfect time of year to be there. And it looked looked like a really fun event. Really yeah. fun event. So, who surprised you on the cut side? I mean, a couple of, a couple of like I have that kind of come to my mind. Uh, Zalatoris, yeah. Lowry. You know, Gary Woodland's been Woodland, playing pretty yeah. good as of recent. Uh, didn't, you know, really didn't, didn't do, I mean, all in all, not really didn't do anything. Hank Labiota shoots a 73 yeah. and, he, and then, Hey, and then you come back and shoot a 66 and you mm-hmm. miss the cut. That's gotta be disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, Ian Poulter. Yeah. Mito. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ian Poulter shoots a 66 followed up by a 73. Pretty disappointing there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, I don't know if anybody else really surprises me. I didn't expect Pat Perez to miss the cut, but again, I wasn't factoring in the, uh, the, the how, many mar- how many margaritas you how many shots of tequila can one man do and still uh shoot under par so uh, there you go but yeah uh, nothing really crazy down there i mean again to look at at uh at kepka and be like oh 7370 what what oh no i'm sorry set shot he shot a pair of 71s but i didn't i mean it's like yeah i'll just go out and shoot even par that way i don't have to play the weekend i'm good mm-hmm. that's yeah. kind of where i was sitting so uh, yeah. So, but uh, congratulations to Hobby. Um, he's the first defending champion in quite some time. I, I saw a stat. I forget what it was. It, it gave a number. But uh, yeah, it's been several years since we've we've had uh, had someone defend from that perspective. So, uh, where? Hey, back cleared COVID tests. Back to the U.S. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but but before we get there, I, I want to make mention of this because I had heard absolutely nothing about it. Uh, it's a, it is a, let me make sure I'm saying this right. So it is a four man wolf match, not the wolf man, Matthew Wolf, but a four man match, a game of wolf, which is being played. They wonder why I'm drinking, sipping on this still Austin bourbon whiskey because they played it in Austin, Texas at Butler's pitch and putt. It's and by the way, we do not condone the drinking of vodka around here unless unless you're putting uh, a kick-ass golf event around it. And hey, you know if Tito's is going to pay and sponsor it, then uh, so be it. Uh, the Tito's Shorties Classic. Uh, it happens today at 2 p.m. Or it happened today, I guess I should say, at 2 p.m. Monday, November the 8th, Butler Pitch and Putt uh, in Austin, Texas. It is. Joel Damon, Harry Higgs, Pat Perez, and HV3 are squaring off in a match uh, of Wolf. So uh, if you don't know what Wolf is, you got four players. Uh, you go in a pick an order. You go in a rotation. People uh, pick pick another 
player as a partner for that particular hole, or maybe you go wolf and you play it solo, person with the best score wins. You get points or whatever they're having for that. But uh, I'm trying to see what charity uh, to the chair. Okay, just as to the charity that they have chosen to play for, for a total of $350,000 in donations. So uh, what I thought was really fun about it is Manolo Vega. Uh, you can find him at Manolo Teaches Golf on IG. And Bellin Moza, you can find her at Bellin Moza on the IG, are doing the, uh, the color commentator. So if you haven't checked out Manola Teaches Golf, dude is funny as shit, man. He's, <laughs> uh, he's the guy on there going on with all this. Uh, Don't be nasty, Chichos. Uh, so he's really, really fun guy. Got, got a lot of entertaining stuff. And I, re- I found him out of, found him earlier this year, but I'm sure the commentary is going to be great on there. Uh, I would imagine you can go to those folks' IG and you can find, uh, find everything. I, I didn't see anything about this. I just randomly happened across it. Uh, it was an Eventbrite thing that pushed it my way. I don't know why. Maybe they think I'm involved with drinking or golfing. I don't know. I'm not a professional at anything. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a fun event. So they're playing that in Austin again on uh, on today. Uh, I don't know if it's over yet or not, maybe. But, uh, yeah, before they head on down to Houston, which brings me to this still Austin straight bourbon whiskey, Dan. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, is this good? We had mm-hmm. a great show with those guys on there mm-hmm. uh, talking about uh, and this is the musician, by mm-hmm. the way. They do have a couple of other releases. I think I saw a barrel proof and I think I saw a toasted version come out. Uh, but they do have a few other releases uh, that they have released. Uh, next time I get to Austin, definitely got to get down there and check them out. This was a sample, by the way, that they sent over. Greatly appreciated. I do. I did buy a couple of the backup bottles. Uh, it's 98.4 proof. Just in case a uh, uh, shaft cracked. You never know. Hey, you got you always got to have a backup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's about 98.4 proof retails for 45 bucks a bottle. And this is uh, this is peanut butter. Uh, it's like a cola. Lemon, green apples, got some kind of a, a bready note in there, but uh, but a damn tasty, a damn tasty pour. If you haven't tried Still Austin, highly suggest that you taste it for yourself. Let us know what you think. You can find us at birdies underscore bourbon on the old IG and all your socials, or you can find us at birdies and bourbon podcast, wherever you find your podcast, or you can find us at birdies and bourbon on the old tube. So go check it out. Likes, comments. Good or bad, we'll take them all. There you go. <laughs> uh, after we've done that drinking session now, I ain't going to be able to do the rest of the show. I don't know. I heard they're, heard they're playing golf somewhere this week, are mm. they? Is that, is, that, is that a fact? Tejas. <laughs> we are, in fact, heading to oil. Con- we, what we should have playing in the background is the Dallas theme right now. <laughs> Even though we're not in Dallas, but I'm talking about the soap, the soap opera. I don't know if you can call Dallas a soap opera or not, but we should have that in the background. Uh, maybe we can get you on a horse kind of coming in with a go. bottle of whiskey in one hand and a golf club in the other. Mm-hmm. Um so um, we are heading to Memorial Park Golf Club, which uh, something that we see from time to time, not as often as maybe we would want to. I don't know. Maybe we wouldn't. But uh, so this is a municipal course that typically plays as a par 72. They make it into a par 70 for the pros this week. And Dan, if you remember, uh, this was the first tournament, first course, the Houston Open at Memorial 
after the COVID break and the PGA Tour, uh, they kind of broke the they kind of broke the COVID bubble, and this was the first tournament that allowed patrons mm. on uh, to actually attend the tournament. I think when they did this uh, la- the last tournament here. It was, uh, I think, around a couple thousand patrons that they let on site. Uh, there were plenty of people uh, outside of the outside, outside, not outside the ropes, but outside the fences that were cheering them on there. So, and and one guy that we talked about a whole hell of a lot was Brooks Kepka because he kind of cut his teeth on uh, golf course redesign here. So he had a hand in kind of setting uh, in in walking through kind of the. Uh, the renovation of Memorial Park. So I don't know. We'll talk a minute about where he finished last year and and if he's going to make it into our lineups or not. But before we get too deep into it, did I miss anything that's happened this week? Mm, Nope. I think you covered everything. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We'll drop some stuff about what we did the weekend and uh, what we did this past weekend. I don't know. You may notice my bar looks a little, Yeah, you may notice I look a little slimmer, but you may notice my bar also looks a little slimmer now. Yeah, it does. It looks cleaner. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know why? Because it's uh, so. I, I had I had the sag. Oh boy! Oh boy! I'm glad <laughs> I, you I, noticed. I, 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 <laughs> uh, well, actually, I didn't. She noticed, and oh. she said, "Hey, uh, you may want to." No, no, no. Still talking about the bar. Still talking about the bar. Uh, she's like, "Hey, you may want to do something about that." But we'll we'll talk a little about that <laughs> and kind of what's going on here at, uh, at Casa de Horner uh, <laughs> in uh, Casa de Birdies and Bourbon uh, in 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 a bit. So. Uh, so the golf course itself, uh, again, as I mentioned, it typically plays as a par 72 from a muni- municipal standpoint for all of us weekend warriors out there. Uh, it's adjusted. They are they're, they're They're paring it down to a par 70 for the pros plays as 7,400 yards. Uh, so, you know, one of the longer courses that we're going to see uh, this season uh, we got three par three. Uh, what do we got? We got five par threes and three par fives. Bermuda greens, uh, average green size, 7,000 square feet. Uh, original designer is Tom Doak. So kind of what we're going to, what I'm expecting that we're going to see here is, uh, you know, fairways hits going to hover, uh, historically has hovered around the 50% range. And uh, let's face it, you're going to have to hit fairways. If you don't hit fairways, they're going to grow the rough out. Potentially, you're going to have a lot of wind on the course, depending. I think last the last time we played here, they didn't have a lot of wind, so the course is pretty fair. Uh, but uh, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the conditions were fair. The course itself, if you miss fairways, there's a good chance you're going to miss greens. So I think tee to green is going to be the stats to look at when we get over to Fantasy National. I think around the green is going to be something to take a look at. And then I think once they get on the green, I think it's going to kind of favor uh, even some of the, the, the not-so-great putters because, hey, it's a muni course. So granted, it's a muni course that holds up to, uh, to professional play, but I think it's one of those things looking at, you know, who's, who's good off, who's kind of hitting, hitting their stride off the tee, who's hitting their stride from approach. And, uh, you know, if all else fails, who's good around the green. And I think that's where they're going to go. I'm not going to look a whole lot into putting this week. Actually, I might look at some folks, uh, from a strokes game perspective, if they struggled in putting, uh, or they've lost strokes in putting and, uh, their, you know, Bermuda is one of their favored, uh, grasses of choice or mediums of choice. 
I think that I'm not going to necessarily cancel that person out because, again, I think just from the green structure uh, that we're going to see, given the, the municipal course here, I think it could uh, I think it could help some of those guys out that, that may be struggling that otherwise are gaining strokes uh, total from T to green. Uh, let's see. What did we miss here, Dan? I don't know. Did we miss anything? No, I think you covered uh, most of it. Yeah, I said three par fives, drivable par four on the back. So, again, I think long hitters, uh, accuracy is definitely going to put uh, put somebody in a position to uh, to be able to score from that perspective. So, uh, oh, you know, I did want to look at previous winners. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I want to look at previous winners. So just in uh, so 2021, Carlos Ortiz, man, did he look good at Mayakoba. Uh, Lanto Griffin in 2020. Ian Poulter in 2018, I believe he missed the cut. Russell Henley in 2017. And look at old Jim Herman sneaking in in 2016, getting it done. So, um, so yeah, so there's your uh, previous. How many five. years have they played it in its current form at the current, like, set up uh i think this is the third year okay so the last two years we can look don't, at some history don't, yeah don't so lanto and, and ortiz are the two guys that probably would be the ones you want to take a closer look at in terms of just history here and how they play and how they stack up with their game that kind of thing uh e, well hold on i want, I want to confirm that because it may have been it may be that it was last year it was the first time they played they played it here before but i think last year maybe uh, it was the first time that they played here. I don't know. Let's take a look. Uh, but clearly they played it here last year. Tom Doak did a complete innovation of the course in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that with, uh, with again, with uh, Brooks Kepka mm -hmm. and in, in, uh, in the little sidecar. Gotcha. Yeah. So 2019. Uh, yeah. So nineteen twenty. Yeah. So this will be the third year. Yeah. So Lanto and uh, and Carlos Ortiz. And man, did Carlos Ortiz look good. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Thompson, PGA Tour player, 3M Open winner. I just wanted to give a shout out to Birdies and Bourbon for having me on today. Here's a toast to y'all. Okay, so I don't know anything else. You ready to dig into these? Uh, dig into these play. Oh, 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 oh! Fun fact. Fun fact. Mm. Uh, you, you have to get exactly right, but if you get close, if you get close. You'll, I don't know what you'll get, but you'll get something. I'll see you in Pinehurst in a few weeks, by the way. So I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to you there. Um, the last time they played the Houston Open at Memorial Park, Sam Burns was in the field. Sam Burns. Uh, let's see. Sam Burns finished T7 in 2021. So the last time they played. What do you think Sam Burns's DK price was? Back then? The last time they played here. Uh, 8,500. <laughs> oh, boy, you would have put two Sam Burns in your lineup. Oh, wow. He was, he was $7,500. Oh, wow. For the 
Houston Memorial, the last time they played, Dan, guess who the highest priced player in the field is at the 2022 Houston Open? I saw, I saw it. Yeah, Sam Burns is up there. He's 11,100 or something, isn't he? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't know what that's got to say for a man's psyche, for for a guy that is just um, that that's coming off a T5 at the CJ Cup, a T14 at the Shriners, one Sanderson Farms, and not to not to go back too far, but T18 at uh, the Tour Championship. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Sam Burns deserved to be in the hot seat here. You know, right now he's going for player of the year. So, yeah, I think he does. He's already got a win. <laughs> is, is there is there a chance? So we've got two weeks left in uh, in, in the in the fall run uh, in the fall run of the PGA 21, 22 season. Right. Right. Is there a chance Sam Burns can can lock up player of the year in calendar year 21? For the 22 season? Uh, no, not without majors, but <laughs> but he can definitely get himself a good head start. If he wins another one of these tournaments going into next year, like the calendar year, and he's got two under his belt and he can get one or two more, I mean, that's all you need. You're going to be player of the year. Oh, uh, yeah. I, and then, I don't and know. then if, if that happens, then we probably won't see Sam Burns until January the next year, right? But, well, you know what I mean? Like, like because Cantlay, what do you, you, Cantlay what do you hasn't mean played the, at all since the Ryder Cup. So. I, I, I don't know if you heard it or not, Dan, but, but depending, on your, um, depending on your lifestyle, hmm. if 15 big ones in the bank, some people call that retirement money. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's pretty good. Some, pe- some people call it retirement money. I'm not saying it is one Patrick Cantley. Uh, I'm just saying I hadn't seen him in a long time. Must be shopping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so how how many people we have here that are hometown kids? We got Abe, right? Abe and Pat. Patrick. Abe, Patrick Reed. But isn't Sergio a hometown kid here? He's not Sheffler. playing, right? Sergio, I didn't see him. Yeah. I, I, could, I could be mistaken, but I didn't see him. Uh, I don't know anybody outside of those guys necessarily. Yeah. I'm surprised not to see Sergio playing this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, in his hometown. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Well, he's probably living it up in Mexico, man. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's too much fun down yeah. here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so ten thousand dollars and better than. Uh, well, so I, I'll read these off, and then we uh, we won't get into the. We'll get into some of the other ones. We won't go all the way through them. Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler uh, finished fourth at the Mayakoba. Sunjay M uh, has already has a win this season. Tony Finau. Matthew Wolf. Uh, just lost my screen. <laughs> I messed uh, you up. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I, I got I it. Got, I got see, see what's happening is Dan's trying new thing. So my bar almost completely torpedoes itself, and then Dan wants to go try new things on new things on the show. That's why. <laughs> that's why, as professionals. You never pregame before you get on and do these things <laughs> live. Uh, Where's uh, Tony Finau of T45 at the Mayakoba? Lots, of, lots of folks had lots of. Uh, they were high on Tony Finau going to the Mayakoba, and that didn't really deliver. Uh, Matthew Wolf T5 at the Mayakoba. Like what I saw out of Matt Wolf, Cameron Smith, and Darren Hatton. Uh, T40 at the Mayakoba. Dan, where are you starting your lineup if you're starting in all the $10,000 and better range? What's uh, 
What's the snub for Kepka, man? Uh, I don't know. Can't you get like some kind of allergy? Can't you like, uh, and there's something, if you eat too many grapes, like the, the, the acidic, uh, t- <laughs> retention in the grapes. I mean, you get some kind of muscle buildup or something. I, I, <clears throat> I mean, he's probably offended, uh, like not having, not being in the $10,000 range. Don't you think? Well, I mean, I'm sure they're, they're not looking at it from our lens in the sense that he's like, Hey man, I'm in Mexico. Why the hell am I going to go play golf? I get to do that all the time. Let, let me go, let me go over here and float around in the, uh, in the lazy river and uh, eat these grapes all afternoon. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Who do I like the thing. most here? I like, uh, I like Sunjay. I like Sam Burns and, um, and I guess the wolf. You know, I mean, there's I don't there's not anybody I dislike here, uh, but Sam Burns off the tee third in this field on approach 22nd. Those are going to be your two two prioritized areas. Right. And then uh, Sanjay, he is off the tee eighth and on approach. He's 37th here and he's um, putting 34th. So, I mean, and he had a win at Shriners T9 at the CJ Cup. Those are his last two appearances. That boy's been on fire. Um, I wish I could choose him again for one and done. But. And, and he loves some Bermuda. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may, I may actually, I may be rethinking my one and done. I always like to save him for, uh, you know, once they move back to Florida. I mean, I feel like that's when Sunjay kind of gets hot. But I don't oh, know. Now that he's yeah. now that now that he's got his uh, his Atlanta home, I mean, maybe he's thinking uh, kind of stick there. So totally, totally agree on Sam Burns. Uh, he's already already projected at eighteen percent. I expect that he's going to be over twenty. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, uh, fourth at the Mayakoba. Uh, you know, I mean, he ranks at 63rd in this model. We're, uh, by the way, uh, thanks to our friends over at fantasynational.com. If you're relying on us to make your picks for you, you are in the wrong place. However, we try to be entertaining. I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't, Dan. Uh, but, I, you know, what I saw out of Scheffler, uh, what I've seen out of him in his recent performances, I'm looking, and if I'm Kepka, I'm going like, hold on, wait a minute. I, what's Kepka? Five-time major champion? Scotty Scheffler, no-time major champion? And he may be six. I think it's five. Uh, like, how is that guy priced so far above me on a course that I helped design for crying out loud? So, yeah, Kepka may be coming in with a chip on his shoulder. We'll get to the $9,000 range where he sits in a minute. But... I think the two people, I think Sam Burns is going to be so, I'll probably bet outright on Sam. I don't know that I'm going to play him. I'll sprinkle him in in a spot or two, but I think at 11,100, there's plenty of people that are in much, much, uh, there are better value plays, I think, to uh, to put some other folks together. Uh, I do, I agree totally on Sunjay. I think he's well worth the 10-7. And Matt Wolf as well. Uh, the one guy you didn't mention that I'm probably going to be off the tee, a little shaky. We haven't seen him since the CJ Cup where he finished T9. Uh, the Aussie. I mean, Cam Smith, come on, man. I, that, I mean, I feel like this is a place that he could uh, he can get after. So uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't think there's any bad direction there. Probably if there is. Uh, I'm probably not starting with Tony Finau or Tara Hatton. Everybody else, I, I think, uh, I think deserves a seat at the head of the table to start your lineup. Yeah, I like Cam Smith as well. I do. Yep. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's call out a few uh, who you like and who you don't like in the nine thousand dollar range. Well, you got your uh, you got your boy Brooks there. Uh, do you think he's arrived into Houston, or do you think he's still in Mexico? Oh, he's still in Mexico. He's 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 milking out. He's like, I'll, I'll be. What what time is my presser on Wednesday? I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm a professional. 
<laughs> Give me some more grapes. <laughs> uh, the $9,000 range, let's see. Um, I like um, Neiman here, you know, T5 of Mayakoba last week. In this field, 28th off the tee, 75th on approach. Not a great number there. Putting 108. He's been on fire, though, lately. So I like him here. Gooch, I mean, you got, I think you got to play Gooch here. So Gooch, I mean, the tough part is like 110 off the tee, but fifth on approach and 79th in putting. T11 last week, T5 at the CJ Cup, T11 at Shriners, T4 at the Fortinet. I mean, his last four appearances have been right around t5 to t11 i mean I can, this guy this guy can't go wrong um and then i, I played him last week and play him again aaron wise in this field model rank fourth 9200 bucks to 36th off the t uh approach 32nd and then putting 35th t15 last week t5 at the cj t8 at shriners t26 at sanderson uh, those are my guys those are my go-to guys and then i guess i have to give you the one more no, uh, no, no, no. Hold, hold okay. on. Hold okay. on. Hold on. Then I, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you mid stride cause you were really hitting it. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. You, thank you, you. You were, you were, yeah. you were hitting it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't mean to throw you off your stride there, but you cannot, the, the reason they call it a one and done is because you can't pick them again. So you can't pick Aaron wise again. That like, that was it. That was it last week. Can't pick him again. Mulligan. That isn't like Mulligan a golf term. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is in your bag. It, 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 it for sure is in your bag. Like, it's like, are we limited to only one a hole, or can we use like multiples? Do we get one a shot? Like, what's that? I think you'd be like, we, I think you'd like ten bucks, right, for charity or something. How, how, are, we, how are we playing this? How are we, sorry, no, no, no. I, I, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't. Have, that's, I'm sorry. You go, go ahead. You had one more you wanted to break. I, I like Ortiz here. I mean, you talked about him earlier. You know, winning this thing last year, ninety one hundred bucks, thirteen percent projected ownership, which is low for the win last year and then he finished so great last week he's been on fire the second last week right he withdrew with the zozo but i mean he i mean he's 45th off the tee 24th on approach yeah i like him so what a storyline um defending champion victor hovland wins the mayakova classic back-to-back back-to-back wins the week after defending champion Carlos Ortiz wins back-to-back Houston Opens right behind Victor. I mean, as crazy as shit's been going, I think what it, did we set a record last? When I say we, didn't the PGA Tour have a record amount of playoffs? I, I and I, I know mm-hmm. uh, who was it? Kramer Hickok and uh, 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 sh- uh, anyway, there was a, uh, who did Kramer play? God, I can't believe it was, uh, um, it was, uh, I know it's on the tip of my tongue <laughs> It's on the tip of my tongue. He is not playing this week, by the way, the Georgia bulldog. He lives Harris in English, uh, Harris English. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, that, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's still Austin. It's still Austin. <laughs> I, it, it's still Austin. Too. Well, I haven't had enough yet. I'll, I'll get the, I'll get the, the, uh, I'll get the, BAL right in just a second, <laughs> but I think they set a record for the amount of playoff holes in an event. Mm-hmm. I think we had the a record set for the number of playoff tournaments in an event. I mean, what what a way to follow it up back yeah. to back. I, I and I didn't look. I just thought about it as I was as you were talking, and it's like going, man, wouldn't that be great? I hope somebody that has a professional podcast about golf looks that stat up. Um, yeah, so we don't have to. It'd be great. <laughs> uh, Carlos Ortiz won it last year, T4 in 2020, 
Uh, he did miss the cut in 2016, but that's 2016. I mean, what have you done for me lately, Carlos Ortiz? I think that that's in, uh, yeah, probably going to be a must play. Where's Ortiz sitting at percentage? So how is he? He's 11% owned, call it now. And you, that's, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's a crazy, crazy uh, percentage owned. So if he sits around that number, I think he'll go in every lineup I have, or almost. I definitely am going to bet him on a top five for sure. Yeah, that's going to do. Who else? Anybody else? In this category here, or, or anybody that you don't like. I mean, I, I think I think you have to look at Reed really hard because he, um, you know, hometown kid here, and he's been playing better. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I don't think there's anyone uh, totally behind you on Gooch. Uh, Adam Scott, I mean, T5 at the CJ Cup. I mean, I'm prob- probably looking his way. Uh, off the tee, has been struggling a little bit. So, I think you we know, need to do another uh, $9,000 uh, range here. You know, like, I mean, I think I'm going to play a lot here. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, me, me too. Totally. I think the one guy, where's he at? I just, I just passed him. The one guy, and not, not to take anything away. Uh, no, never mind. I'm already in the eight thousand. I know. 8, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Everybody, there's no one I don't like Mm-mm. in, in the $9,000 range. And I don't know. I think Kepka's probably feeling a little snubbed. Mm-hmm. He's probably rested up. I don't know. I don't know how he does after a good night of sugary margarita drinking the next day. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, I, I like everybody in the $9,000 range. I'm probably looking at uh, lowest percentage owned maybe is where I'm going to go right now. It looks like it's going to be Joaquin Neiman. Taylor Gooch is already over 20%. So everybody's high on him. Aaron Wise is already over 25%. Everybody's high on him. So if I'm fading in the 9,000, I'm probably fading those two guys just from a percentage owned standpoint. Yeah. Um, all right. $8,000. Uh, let's see who is in here. Boy, once again, a lot of people that I want to get after. Max is getting no love down there at 8,000, is he? You know, um, so T72, we haven't seen him since the CJ Cup. Uh, and then prior to that, he won the Fortinet. So I, I don't know his putting. He's definitely losing strokes. Uh, he is on Bermuda. And, you know, I, I think that the, the, the putting surface is probably going to going to favor or it's it's not going to hinder the some of the guys that are struggling in putting so you know i, I don't know maybe uh, maybe max home is a play here just from a percentage own standpoint yeah uh coke rack t54 at cj mr shriners he's probably a fade for me that'll probably bite me in the ass i mean if you look at you know again last 24 rounds on fantasynational.com you know his strokes gained i mean you know his highest category is putting so i I don't you know I, i guess the only thing i would say there is um I think everybody, it's going to kind of level the playing field. And how long are you going to be able to sustain, uh, you know, those uh, those strokes uh, from a putting perspective? Uh, I think I, I say that, and then I'm like, yeah, but Bazaden, who, uh, you know, he looks really interesting to me. T15, Mayakoba, T57 in Bermuda. Um, and he's ranked number one in putting uh, in this in this 24 rounds. And he's... Uh, uh, he ranks ninth in this model, so uh, I think at ten percent plus owned, uh, Christian Bazaden who is going to get some action on my card. Uh, McNeely is as well. 
he ranks out 19th, T11, T25, T38. So uh, second at the Fortinet, did miss the Shriners, but hey, I'll throw, uh, you know, four out of five cuts made. And uh, yeah, it looks like T25 or better in three out of five of those. So I, I, I like some McNeely here. I think that's probably a good play. Russell Henley's a guy that I'm, I don't, I I've got him written down. I don't know why I wrote him because I'm probably fading him here uh, for, for whatever reason, good or bad. Uh, but that he's probably a fade for me. Yeah. I agree with that too. Yeah. Uh, Seamus, he's expensive this week. Yeah. That's my thing. I, I think there's some better value down below. So I don't know. Seamus, I, I, I guess I got to play Seamus. T11, T12, yeah. T21. I mean, I was thinking McNeely and Seamus are two that I like. Yeah. yeah. Um, McNeely, I mean, at 8,500, you know, T11 at Mayakoba, T25 at the Zozo, 12th off the T, 82nd on approach, 52nd in putting, but 19th in this model. I like him here. I like him. I like Seamus. Yeah. Yeah, and hey, and Lanto, right? Previous mm-hmm. winner. Yep. So, yep. you know, T7 at the Zozo, T6 at Shriners, Mr. Mm-hmm. Sanderson, T66 at Fortinet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm at 3.6% ownership. I'm definitely, uh, you know, just based off course uh, course history alone, I'm definitely going to sprinkle some Lanto in there. So, All right. uh, $7,000 range. Uh, Dan, I'm starting out. Mackenzie Hughes, he is going in a lot of lineups. I can mm-hmm. promise you that. Yeah. I agree with you there. T4 at the Zozo. It's off the T, 108th on approach 96. Those are not great. Second in putting, but, I mean, he's just had some pretty good history. He's got, like, he's got some good little run going. Um, so I'm with you on that one. And, yeah, I think tournament history, T7, T55, T23. So I think McKenzie Hughes is probably someone What's his ownership look like. And uh, 9%, that's kind of high. Uh, I may rethink that, but uh, but I am going to think about putting him in. I'm probably fading EVR. Mm. Uh, HV3, as previously mentioned, getting a little work in over in uh, in Austin. And you know, Dan, that, that whiskey, mm-hmm. it flows in Austin, doesn't it? And sure uh, so I don't know if HV3 is a drinker or not, but uh, but he, I'm sure he and Higgs and Damon and who Perez, I think was the other guy. I'm sure they're hooting it up, having a big time. I, I don't know. I've, I've got him written down that I'm probably going to gonna go with some HV3 here. Uh, he did miss the cut in Mayakoba, so he should be good to rest it up. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, here's fun. So the funny thing, so Mito Pereira, and I had him as a scratch, right? I, I said, nope, no Mito for me. <laughs> and, well, I know. A missed a cut at Mayakoba, T30, T40, T31. However, uh, he, he ranks third in this model. Yeah, he's a ball striker, man. Second on approach, fifth on the tee. I, you got to play him. You got to <laughs> so play him. I, I mean, so this is where, you know, he was losing four and a half strokes on the green you know, putting. So I think that's the area where I'm going to kind of look at this course and say, hey, maybe if we can just get him flat on, uh, on, on strokes gain putting, Maybe you got a winner. Too bad I played him already. <laughs> uh, who else do you like in the $7,000 range? We covered most of them. I don't really see anybody else's kind of popping off the page. Do you see anybody else possibly popping off the page? Do you? You know, Vegas might be a guy mm-hmm. that, I'm, that I'm going back to. Uh, 9% owned. Uh, I mean, everything looks pretty I mean. Looks pretty good all the way around. Ranks 10th in this model. He did miss the Mayakoba, but T54, T14, T38. I'm, I think I'm just going to start p- plugging him in, man. I, I, I think something's going to happen there. Yeah. 
I'm with you. I think something's going to happen. Uh, Cameron Davis, man, I want to play him really bad. I don't know why, just because I do, but I'm going to have to steer clear. <clears throat> Sebastian Munoz, T4 at the Zozo, but just this model does not look good for him. It probably means he's going to come out and just set it on fire. Uh, Ian Poulter missed the Mayakoba. T18 at CJ missed the Shriners. T31, T10. That's uh, way, too, way, way back there. We don't need to go that far back. Um, it looks like his uh, putting is kind of what's being carried him through for, you know, for him to be ranked 32nd in the model. I'm probably not going to go that direction. So I yeah. look at Laird as well down at 7,000, 2.9% projected ownership. T22 last week at Mayakoba. T11 at Shriners. But he's he's 29th off the tee and 40 41st on approach, putting 115. So a lot of red there, but a ball striker and he's he's been showing some good trajectory here. Oh, you mentioned um, you mentioned home state guys. I just had him right here. Where do you go? Uh, Ryan Palmer. Mm. Uh, but T27 Mayakoba, T44. Zozo, uh, his putting. He's ranked 112th. 108th in the model. I don't know. I mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling like I need to play, uh, if I need to do a Texas lineup, I'm going to have to throw him in there, but uh, <laughs> that's probably the only way that's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I could see Keith Mitchell. I could see him, something happening for him here. T56, Mayakoba, T3 at the CJ Cup. I, I could see in this field, I could see Keith kind of getting hot and just being somewhere where he can, you know, T10, T5, reasonable. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, just trying to get folks through to the weekend. So, uh, all right, Dan, six thousand dollar range. Who, uh, who's your go-to? Uh, I like Adam Long, 6,800, 5.8% projected ownership, 67 off the tee, 112th on approach, 11th in putting, 64th in this field here in terms of his model rank. Um, anybody's popping out at you? Uh, Jim Herman, previous winner, he's ranked, 30, he's, he's, he's ranked 34th. I mean, all in all, around the green is kind of shit, but everything else is decent. He's missed the cut at the Shriners, T42nd at Fortinet. I'm not betting him. I'm just saying it's probably not a direction I'm going. Uh, Jimmy Walker was on a little bit of a tear, missed the cut in Mayakoba. Uh, yeah, he was in Texas, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, again, if I make a Texas lineup, which I might, um, that, you know, that, that's, a, that's a seat for Jimmy at the, at the table. Um, who else, uh, in this lineup, Graham McDowell, he missed a cut last week, but T12 at Bermuda, I just, I mean, the numbers just don't look good for Graham and where he's at right now. Um, I don't love uh, this range down here. No, Jason Duffner, maybe, I mean, he ranks 14th in the model. He missed Bermuda T42 at Fortinet. I mean, maybe that's somewhere where, you know, maybe you get something to pop. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Sam Ryder cut Mayakoba T7 Zozo cut at the Shriners T51 at Sanderson T58 at Fortinet. So if he continues his streak, uh, I mean, we at least got a made cut here that, that he's, that he's on. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it, does the model lie? Does the model lie? I'll make a note of this and we'll see Hank Labiota. He ranks out third, uh, 11th in our model one two three four <laughs> everything i see beside hank labiota's name it says cut 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 and cut i don't know is there a chance is there a chance that hank labiota gets something turns around and makes the cut here mm, there's a chance 
Why, if you tease it up. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you tease it up. Uh, let's see. Is there anybody else that really just jumped out? No, not really. Uh, I think I just read them off. Uh, yeah, it's it, this one's uh, this one's a stretch for me to get down here. I, I mean, I'm probably trying to stick to the middle of the field. Somebody from the six thousand dollar range is definitely going to win the tournament. But um, <laughs> I don't. I, may, Adam Long uh, is probably at sixty eight hundred dollars. T twenty two, T twenty five, T twenty nine at Sanderson. So maybe three out of his last five, he's uh, T twenty nine or better. So Adam Long could be a guy to go to. Uh, putting good, struggling a little bit off the tee. Uh, so, you know, that that's a maybe. And I'm just looking to see, is there anybody else? Uh, Hoagie? Maybe. I, I may go for some Hoagie action, T56, 17, T32, T14. So Hoagie might be, I, I may go basement with um, with Hoagie at 6,900 and start working my way up, man. I mean, that, that may be the way I play it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that, that's what I got, Dan. What else do you have about the Houston Open? That's it, man. We got to get to our one and done. We do have to get to our one and done. Uh, well, sir, by all means, you were bragging about how much money you won. How much did you win, by the way? 109,000. Woo, don't spend it all in one place. Yeah. So you are leading right now by 134,000. But you're adding in 109,000. No, that's that's with that included. So, okay, it's yeah, with, okay. Yeah, okay. So you're gotcha, still ahead gotcha. by 134. So yeah. I'm I'm torn between Carlos Ortiz and Taylor Gooch. You want me to get a coin? Yeah, get a coin. This is planned out. So I don't I don't even have any coins in here. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about the coin. I'm, I'm, hold on. I'm getting a coin. Hold on, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, yeah. I've got, I've, got, uh, I've got my lucky quarter. Okay, good. So who's heads? Well, that's your, you're picking. So he, you tell me. Heads is gooch. Go ahead. Heads is gooch. Heads yeah. is gooch. Oh, shit. <laughs> It's the still Austin. Now, great. That was probably the winner right there. That one that you dropped on the floor. <laughs> it, it's it's tails. Carlos Ortiz, it is then. Okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna go for back to back, back to back champions. There you go. Back to back, back to back. I listen. I I think that that is. I think it's a great. Just the way things have gone. The past, I don't know, what, uh, what can we got? 18 months, 19 months, 20 months, whatever it is. The way things have gone, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. I, the only thing that scares me about Ortiz is his, he's, got, he's got a great ceiling, right? He can get up there, but he's very volatile, whereas Gooch is not as volatile. But I'll look go with at, Ortiz. Look at, look at the field last week, which it was a cut event. Yep. Look at the field this week, yep. which is also a cut event, a place where he's won before. Yep. I I don't I don't know how anybody could say <laughs> I can't believe he did that. Other than the only way, the only way you could say it is if you're like, well, what's the chance there's going to be back uh, defending champions back to back? I know. Well, you had Carlos Ortiz last year won this thing. The year before, he was T four. Taylor Gooch was fourth last year. The year before, he's T four. 
So it's just like these guys are no, so freaking I mean, good. He, he, and then Seb Straka. I mean, Seb Straka plays really well here. Really well. Yeah, he didn't look good, though. I know. I'm not yeah, picking no, number, him. No, I'm sorry. The numbers. I'm just saying the numbers. Yeah. Numbers don't yeah. look good. Um, yeah. I, no, I, I think it's totally solid. I think it's. I think that that's uh, – you've talked me into putting some money on it now. So Good. Uh, I don't know what his odds are. but uh, So as, as I see it, as I see it, my one and done has never played here before. Hmm. But here's the reason I'm going with this guy. When I think about, uh, and, and the greens are going to be easier. He's putting, his putting is probably what's dragging his game down right now. Let's see. Uh, let's see what his, let's see what his strokes gained are putting. Let's see. We don't have anything from Mayakoba. Wink, wink. He did play at Mayakoba. Uh, so last five, uh, last three. I'd say, so he's flat pretty much all the way around. Um, yeah. Uh, 8.2 strokes on the field at Mayakoba, 12 strokes on the field at Shriners, uh, Northern Trust. Yeah, kind of shitty. They said they said this is one of the comparable courses. I'm just kidding. They didn't say that. I'm going. <laughs> give me the oh 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 the wolf the wolf. <laughs> give me give me the wolf man. Give me the wolf man. T5 Mayakoba said it before. Second at Shriners. T17 at Sanderson Farms. He said he's sorting things out in his mind. He's getting things back together. Um, just shits the bed. Absolutely, absolutely shits the bed at uh, on Saturday. He comes back. I don't know. I, said, I dropped the screen. He shot a 65 or 66 on, on Sunday to get yeah. himself, uh, you know, in, in position for a solid finish. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the Wolfman. I don't know where else I'm going to use. The other reason I'm using him here is, is his U.S. Open performance. And typically at the U.S. Opens, they're growing the roughs out. They're making the course hard as hell. Uh, what we saw, I mean, it could be windy here. I hope a wind gets up because I, I think that it's going to play into his favor. So I think the rough, I think if the conditions get nasty, I think Matthew Wolf could be the guy coming off of his finish at the Mayakobas. Nice. Put me down for the Wolf, and I will not have to worry about picking him again for the rest of the year. Thank nice. God. Nice. There you go. You, you got him. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, so a couple of so some fun things. Uh, okay. No, no, I have not. I have not started watching uh, what is it? It's like funeral procession. What, what do you call it? Succession. 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 Yeah. Succession. Succession. Mm-hmm. I don't tomato, tomato. <laughs> uh, even though I think they have different meanings either way. Uh, I have not started it yet, but, uh, but it's on my, Oh, I, I think I did see that, uh, it, it, uh, his name is Kieran. He, they named him after the beer, right? I don't know about that, but yeah, it's Kieran. Culkin. Yeah. Uh, Kieran McCulkin. Culkin. Yeah. Culkin. Kieran Culkin. Yeah, after the the Japanese uh, Japanese lager, um, so I did see. I think he hosted Saturday Night Saturday Night Live. I, I didn't I didn't watch it. Yeah. Yet. I haven't watched it. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I would imagine it's he looks funny in the little snippets I see of him kind of doing things. So so no, I, I have not started watching Secession yet. Succession. Uh, oh, because my friggin' the bar, the bar <laughs> almost fell down again. <laughs> I'm like going, holy shit. I mean, I'm like, ah, I got to look at some things over here. So as you can see, it, and if you're listening, you can go check us out on YouTube at Birdies and Bourbon. And uh, the uh, if, hey, and if you want, if you're wondering which Birdies and Bourbon we are, well, just either either if you're if you haven't ever seen us, 
then just listen for the voices. We're pretty distinct. There you go. Uh, dead, dead giveaway. And we talk about golf and liquor. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what more you could ask for. Um, but I'm looking in these free floating shelves, you know, cause you have to anchor them into the drywall and I'm in this old ass building, you know, like 1916 or some shit. And, uh, you know, let's just say it's suspect. So I'm looking and I, I actually did pull it down a couple weeks ago and I kind of made sure everything was secure. I look at it again. I'm like going, yeah, it does kind of have that gangsta lean and it ain't a good gangsta lean either. Yeah. Not a good one. I'm like, oh shit. All right, let me get that stuff down. So, uh, so I'm looking, I'm like, Ooh, so the drywall, you can start to see it's starting to pull out. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and I start doing the math real quick. And I'm like, going, Oh, that's not good. Uh, not only am I doing the math, I mean, there's some bottles that I don't, and it's, I don't mean it in a, in a, in a, in a braggadocious way. I'm just saying there are some bottles up there that either I can't replace because they, they're not around or if I, or I can't find them or I can't afford to pay what they're actually worth on the secondary. I'm not, not going to pay it on the secondary anyway. So I ordered a new setup for the bar. Uh, I gotta, uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, as I'm, as I'm kind of looking, talking about this, I'm going to look up my, uh, my friends. I did reach out to Mossy, uh, Mossy Oak Cypress, Mossy Cypress over in Alabama and, you know, kind of checking in saying, Hey, is this something we could do? And he does a lot of woodworking. Uh, he does fantastic work. If you haven't checked out uh, Mossy Cypress Customs, you should. However, uh, he's, he's not a bar specialist. He is a bar accoutrement specialist. And I've got a really nice cocktail board on the way. But, you know, I, I, I did go with a different direct because I need something pretty quick because you know, it just has to happen. And the folks that I connected with, they are bar specialists. And they got some really nice stuff. Uh, I got to get to these folks. I know. Bear with me. Say, what'd you do over the weekend, Dan? Oh, wait, wait, oh. Tell me about that round you shot. <laughs> what the heck did we do over the weekend? I think we did a lot of uh, trail hiking and stuff like that. Um, it was uh, it was pretty cold this last weekend. Yeah, but it's nicer today. Seventy degrees yeah. in Raleigh today. Yeah. Yeah, it was cold here in the mornings, but then the afternoon. I actually did get out for a round of golf on Sunday. Uh, I did not. I did lose. I lost. In my, oh, so listen to this one. This one will make you sick. Well, not really. So I had an. I I, I picked up a. I've got a driver earlier in the year, and I'm like, yeah, maybe. Let me, you know. So that, you know, because I'm thinking I want to get a new driver. So I picked it up from a buddy. Hit it. I don't know. I played four or five rounds with it. And I'm like, eh, it's just not, just not, it didn't fit my eye like hobbies fit his eye. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I put it in the bag. And then uh, my buddy that I play with regularly at uh, Berkeley Hills, he's like, man, I got to get a new driver. He's playing with like a not 2008 Nike something or Ignite or I, I don't even know what it is. Definitely don't make them anymore. And I'm like, Hey, but if you need a driver, I said, Hey, I got one sitting in the house. It's like, I think it was last year's model. And I'm like, let me, I'll bring it and let you hit it. This fucker, he gets up and he just, he's, he, he hits a few off the, uh, at the range. He's like, eh, all right, I'll give it a shot. Just blisters his tee shot off number one oh, wow. and continues to beat my ass. Wow. Beat, so, so we were playing, uh, we were playing, um, uh, uh, strokes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he did. He just, just lit me up man. just lit me up. So, uh, so I think I lost to him by eight points, but anyway, to go to the show. And, mo- and I think the, I think I maybe won two, I think I won three holes, tied the rest. And then, uh, you know, then, then he had eight. So there you go. Do the math. 
so yeah, so the folks that I connected with for the bar on IG, it's I reclaimed. So I guess it's at I then reclaimed, uh, but really cool. Uh, found them just off of uh, some other folks' suggestions. And uh, yeah, the thing I'm, I'm looking forward to showcasing that once I get it installed. And I did connect with uh, another uh, another guy that does some custom work. So he's going to help me kind of put some lights and kind of do some redecorating. I'm like, the only thing we can't lose, so can't lose Ray, we can't lose Willie. Because <laughs> I, I, I feel like there are seven Spanish angels right over my shoulder every time, every time I sit here. Uh, so out, outside of that, uh, you know, can't got to gotta keep the braids. I, so talk about vintage. I need to sell that. I mean, that, that's like the old stadium now. I mean, this yeah. thing is, who, who knows what this baby's worth now exactly. that, uh, exactly. now that they just got another series under their belt. So, <laughs> uh, nevertheless, uh, we're heading to Houston, Houston, but we're drinking still Austin. There you go. Cheers. 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 <laughs>